0: This is episode number two of the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing podcast. Listen to find out how you can win an iPhone at Affiliate Summit.
1: Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing podcast, featuring the latest strategies and techniques to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic into sales. Now here's the CEO of 10goldenrules.com, Jay Berkowitz.
0: Well, before we get rolling, I'd like to announce a new sponsor for the 10 Golden Rules podcast. A big thank you to Griffin Walling and the team over at Silverpop. Silverpop is a leading provider of permission-based email marketing solutions. Offering sophisticated and powerful products tailored to each client's unique needs, Silverpop is your partner for email marketing success. Please visit www.silverpop.com for a free product demonstration. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time this podcast finds you, welcome to our second episode. Well, what a great week. I know why Mitch Joel and Joe Jaffe always sound so pumped up on their podcasts. It's been a lot of fun since we got the first one out. We've had a ton of feedback. Uh, We've uh, been trying to get the podcast picked up on various channels and get it properly registered on iTunes. Uh, As well, in the last week, I was at Search Engine Strategies in AdTech Miami, and we'll share you uh, some of our learnings at those shows. We had our first call-in, our first email question, and our first client question to the podcast. We've got some great live blogging from the team at 10 Golden Rules. I think we have some of the audio uh, issues figured out. And we have a really, really cool What's Hot segment today. We'll cover off Golden Rules 6 through 10. And I just want to give you a little tease as to the final portion of the podcast. Every week we'll end the recording with a song from the Podsafe Music Network. That's uh, available at www.podsafe.com, and this network promotes independent bands, gives podcasters a place to download tracks absolutely free. There's some really great music, so I'm going to play at the end of uh, the show. The this band, they're called Noko, and this song called "Allowed to Me." And I think um, these guys just have a really, really good sound, um, really edgy sort of summertime rock and roll. And uh, I want you to stick around to the end of the show, or if uh, you, you can't stick through it, please fast forward on your, on your iPod and get to the end of the show and listen to NoCo. I also want to invite you to participate in future shows by sending us audio comments and questions. Send your comments and questions by email to me at podcast that's p-o-d-c-a-s-t at 10goldenrules.com that's 10goldenrules.com and you can send us recorded audio or use our call in line it's free and easy at 206-888-6606 it's just like calling a voicemail and when you leave a message the system digitizes your voice and i'll play it for you next week now, here's our first call-in to the 10 Golden Rules uh, show. Hang on. Little <laughs> technical problem there. And here's our first call-in. Let's get to it now.
2: Hey, Jay, John Lawler here. I just wanted to send you a virtual bottle of champagne. as Congratulations on uh, getting your first podcast show off the ground, on the air. It was uh, informative and lively, and it kept moving. And, uh, again, congratulations, and I look forward to more shows in the future. Again, this is John Lawler. Congratulations, Jay, and the whole team at 10 Golden Rules.
0: Well, thank you very much, John. John's a, a great friend to 10 Golden Rules, and you can check out what he's up to at John Lawler, J-O-H-N-L-A-W-L-O-R.com, JohnLawler.com. We also received uh, a, a number of really nice messages and, and congratulations, including one from Ron Capparelli who's the CEO at Lifescript.com, and Ron congratulated us on the first show, and Ron is one of the top internet marketers we know, so we'll definitely be sitting down with Ron, maybe out on his boat out in California, and um, definitely get his take on internet marketing. He's always on the edge of some of the most successful tactics and strategies to make your internet marketing work. So just a bit more housekeeping. Um, we've posted a couple jobs at www.10goldenrules.com/jobs.htm, and, or you can just go to the homepage and click on the Jobs tab. We're hiring a couple folks. We'd love to find an account executive slash new media. So we're looking for someone to manage accounts and also take care of some Web 2.0 work. Someone who's a blogger, experienced in shooting YouTube videos and putting up MySpace pages. So, the first job is an account executive, new media. The second job is a copywriter, and we'd love to find someone familiar with web copy or familiar with search engine marketing copy. So, we're adding two people to the team at 10 Golden Rules. Please come over to 10goldenrules.com and click on the jobs tab. Um, other news and events next week we will be at Affiliate Summit 2007 East at the Intercontinental Hotel in Miami. We have a booth at the show. And we'll be giving away an iPhone at our booth. So come on by the booth if you're at Affiliate Summit. It's one of the hottest spaces in internet marketing, the affiliate business. And um, if you're going to be down at the show, definitely come by, give us your card, sign up. And and at the the end of the show, we'll be giving away a brand new iPhone we just picked up this weekend at the Apple Store here in South Florida. Uh, Also at the show, I will be presenting um, on day one, one o'clock presentations called web 2.0 discover the 10 critical strategies for affiliate marketing. And so if you're planning on attending, please get in touch. We'll be doing some live recordings at the show. I'd love to introduce you to some of our friends and, um, take part in some of the networking events and stuff like that. So we look forward to seeing you out at affiliate summit. In the last two weeks, we've, um, been out on the show circuit, and um, as I mentioned off the top, we were at Search Engine Strategies and AdTech, and both shows were in Miami, and at SES, Search Engine Strategies, I met some really great people, including Sarah Carberry. Sarah is Google's multicultural development manager in the New York office, and she gave a great presentation, and a couple of things she talked about I wanted to share with you. One of them was Google Trends. If you haven't seen this tool, like all Google tools, it's available free of charge, And you go to Google, you just search Google Trends, T-R-E-N-D-S. And you can track keyword searches over time. So for example, you could put in yourself and two of your competitors. Or you could put in three of the top keyword phrases in your industry. And it would show you the volume of searches over the last couple years. You can also do this search by region. So it's a very powerful tool for looking at some historical data, and also tracking information against your competitors. Sarah also talked about the cycle of a purchase. The first step being awareness, then interest, followed by consideration and intent. I always use the example of someone searching for a big screen TV. And the first search they might do on Google is big screen TV. And then they'd remember, oh yeah, yeah, there's LCD TVs and plasma TVs. And so their next search might be a little bit more research oriented and they'd say LCD TV versus plasma TV. And then maybe they'd do the research and find out the plasma TVs might go bad after 10 years or so. And they decide okay, I'm going to get an LCD TV. So their next search might be best LCD TV. And they do some more research and then they get down they find out it's either going to be a Panasonic or a Sharp. And so their next search is LCD TVs Panasonic versus Sharp. Doing some more research. And then their final search, they might decide okay, I'm buying the Sharp Aquos 42 inch. And their final s- search is Sharp Aquos 42 inch big screen TV, best price. And that is a very, very specific search. Now, Sarah's um, information that she shared that was, was an insight for me was that each stage of the search, people are, are looking for truths. They're going to shopping engines they're going to ePinions, they're going to CNET, they're watching videos, they're reading other consumer reviews and blog posts. So it's really interesting to see how Web 2.0 and all of the consumer-generated content is being integrated into that cycle of search. Another interesting presentation I saw was by Larry Mersman Larry's a vice president at Trellion, and these guys have some really awesome software out there. I know a number of you probably use the Trellion product that combines all of the different internet messaging products. So you can use one tool to combine your IM, Google, and MSN messengers. Uh, Larry was talking about an excellent software they have called Keyword Discovery. And Keyword Discovery is a paid tool, and it allows you to research how many searches different phrases have on the internet in a given time period. And Keyword Discovery is fast becoming the SEO tool of choice, Challenging Word Tracker, that's kind of the existing paid tool that the, uh, all of the SEOs are using. The next person we, we um, were able to see was Jesse Stricolia, And Jesse, I apologize, I probably just uh, butchered your name pretty bad. But Jesse did a great job moderating a number of the panels And she's the president of Alchemist Media, Inc. She's also an active member of Sempo, the search engine marketing professionals organization. And it's available at SEMPO.org. And I participate in Sempo on one of the committees, actually co-chairing the research committee. And Jesse's been involved for a long time. So if you're in the search engine business, I definitely encourage you to check check out Sempo.org, sign up, and uh, see how you can help out. The next show we were at was AdTech Miami. What a what a hot time period for uh, trade shows in Miami. And AdTech Miami was located down in South Beach. It had a lot of buzz, and one of the highlights from the show was an interview that Alberto Padilla, the news anchor at CNN did with Sean Gold, who is a vice president at myspace.com in charge of their marketing programs. Some of the interesting facts that Sean shared with us every day MySpace reviews 6 million photographs and 60,000 videos for approval. They look at every photo and every video, looking for things like hate crimes or pornography, and all of that stuff. 6 million photos a day have to be approved before they go live on MySpace. He talked a little bit about the expanding um, reach of MySpace. They reach over 60% of the 15 to 24 year olds and 35% of 25 to 34 year olds. And it's really expanding into the older age groups as well. So it's not just your teens website anymore. They just launched MySpace Spain, and Sean told a very interesting story of how they used um, viral videos on MySpace and YouTube. And the invitation invited people to a private concert at a small venue, and it featured the band, The Smashing Pumpkins. So they, they used viral stuff to promote their launch of MySpace Spain. and got a lot of buzz going. Um, and finally, we, we often think of MySpace as just you know, that kid's website. But Sean shared that the site originally started out with bands and um, promoting you know, rock and roll bands and music. And more and more businesses are using MySpace as their homepage. A lot of independent film companies and restaurants have all started putting their MySpace page up as their homepage. At the ad tech show, we we hung out with some old friends, including Ray Costa and Steve Campisti from Flatiron Media. Those guys do a great job with their e-newsletters. They sell advertising for Men's Health, The Biggest Loser Online Diet Club, Beliefnet, LifeScript's Healthy Advantage newsletter. Uh, So check out Flatiron Media for ad sales and media distribution. We we spent some time with Chris Graham from Centrix they have a really cool web traffic product that compares to Hitwise and Pete Blackshaw from Buzzmetrics and we made some new friends at the show I want to talk a little bit about search forecast we met Mark Phillips and and saw him participate on a panel and Mark did a great job uh, talking about the, their product uh, essentially what it what they do is for companies like iTunes that have dynamic site content they're able to read that content into HTML and turn it into HTML that the search engines can read. So if you have a large dynamic site, you want to check out Search Forecast. We met Gabriel Quaretto, who's an analyst with Santiago Solutions Group. Michelle Azan, who's a VP with Terra Network and hosted the closing party at Nikki Beach. I wasn't there, but I saw some of the pictures, and it was her steamy down at Nikki Beach. And Dave Gordes is with a company called Form. They have a, a new product. It's, it's amazing how much technology is coming out into the marketplace now. Uh, the form product is being marketed to the ISPs and the cable companies. Essentially what the premise for them is they can track which websites you go to and they can deliver targeted advertising. For example, if you're searching for real estate, they could serve up mortgage banners. And essentially the premise is that the ISP owns the relationship with you. So why shouldn't they be able to Uh, generate some revenue for their advertising. And the last uh, person we had an interesting lunch with was Manny Miravete, who's the director with AOL Multicultural in New York City. But I I have to say the highlight of the event overall for me was uh, I had the pleasure of moderating a panel at the event called Blogs, Podcasts, and Vidcasts. We had a really strong team, including Julio Vaca, who's a senior product manager at Podzinger. Podzinger has just rebranded their name to EveryZing. And what EveryZing is, is it's a free tool. It converts podcasts and other audio recordings into text. So this is an awesome way to translate your podcast into content that can be picked up by the search engines because Google can't really read audio. Uh, also on the panel was Jesus Hoyos. He's the managing partner of Salvis Consulting, and he has a Spanish blog on CRM, or Customer Relationship Management at www.jesushoyos.typepad.com And last but certainly not least was Diego Naranjo. And Diego is a director with Latin3 and his blog is miamiadguide.com and he shared 10 tips for bloggers. We'll have a link to all of the slides and the audio recording of this session in a future version of the podcast because the whole thing was recorded and we got some really good reviews, so... We'll definitely share the audio recording from the blogs, podcasts and vidcast session at AdTech. So what a great month for Miami. We're looking forward to Affiliate Summit next month and uh, a lot of fun was head by all a lot of great learning as well. Now we received our first email question and it came from an a-s-i-l-i-k-i-n at gmail.com and he asked a really good question he said why is your ten golden rules blog on blogger and not hosted right on the ten golden Rules site well my answer to that is there, there's really more pros than cons for having our blog off the site at this point but it's an excellent question so let me explain our thinking on the topic because this is a question we're asked quite frequently the main reason you want to have your blog on your website is that you're, always, you know, you're cur- constantly creating content for your site, and that's great for search engine optimization. Because the search engines love to see fresh new content relevant to your topic area added to the site on a regular basis. You know, Google will rarely send you to a website that's five years old, they'll rarely show a, a three or five year old website on the first page of the search results so it's important to always change the content on your website and if you're not going to do that through other means it's a great tactic to put your blog right on your homepage of your site and always be changing and updating the information now we we do a pretty good job updating and changing our site so we think there's more advantages to the other benefits for having our blog off the site and so we host our blog over at blogger the first thing is we it allows us to be a little bit more objective because as a blogger, it's not our corporate website. and We can really take an opinion on different things happening in the, in the um, industry. We can link to competitor sites, things we, we might be um, more hesitant to do on our homepage. Bloggers also are more willing to link to blogs more than to link to websites. So we take advantage of the blogosphere, which is all the bloggers all linking to each other. In, in just under a year, we've been able to create a 4 out of 10 Google page ranked site. What that means is we have a lot of high-quality sites linking to our site and Google already starting to recognize our blog as an important website. Um, and the, the final reason we like having the Blogger website as our blog is tactically we are able to link to a press release from our blog before we put it on the newswire. Now what this does is Google owns Blogger, so essentially when you link from your blog, to the press release page. Google reads or indexes that information into their computers, and we get that information spidered on the website first by linking to it from the blog. So it's a very tactical initiative, but when you add it all up, there's a lot more benefits to being off the website than being on the website. Um, that might not be the case if you're not doing a lot with your internet marketing. You might just want to have your blog and your website combined. And in fact, one of the easiest ways to start a website is just to go to Blogger or TypePad or one of the free tools and create your website as a blog. It's very easy to update, very inexpensive. In fact, it's one of the, the recommendations we're making for some of the small clients we talk to. So that's um, the reason uh, why we we have our blog off our website We'd love to see more questions. Please send your emails to podcast at 10goldenrules.com. We also received a great question this week from one of our clients, and she wanted to remain anonymous for now. But her question was, how come your podcast and other podcasts like Joe Jaffe's podcast and Adam Curry's podcast, how come they all sound like a radio show? Since we're all into new media, why are we basically doing radio on iTunes? Why isn't there a newer evolution of the media? So I think this is a great question, and it's one I'd love everyone's input into. What do you think about podcasts, and and how do you think they work relative to radio formats or internet formats? Uh, My my take on on this one is I think the podcast format is highly interactive, like the internet. It's closer to internet marketing than radio, because we can measure how many downloads and how many subscribers we have. We can build that interactive two-way relationship. We're also seeing the nature of of a community, and we can bring to life links to websites through our, our blog and our show notes. But I think this is a really great question. And I think I'll forward this portion of the show to Mr. Jaffe, Joel, Curry, etc. And let's see what their insight is. Let's see what they think about this question, because I think it's a great question. The next section of the podcast is called Live from the Blog. And the team at 10 Golden Rules blogs about trends we're uncovering all over the internet. On the top of our homepage at 10goldenrules.com, you can click to uh, blogs or to click to our blog. And on the blog, if you like what you see, you can subscribe through Feedburner or through an RSS feed, and you're able to get our blog updates on a regular basis. So let's go straight into live from the blog.
1: It's Margie. Recently, I started the process of remodeling my kitchen. We end up going to Lowe's for the sort of one-stop-shop approach, and so far the experience has been very positive. Right after we made the purchase at Lowe's, we received a direct mail postcard that included a pearl. A pearl is a P for personalized URL, something like www.lowe's.com Margie's New Kitchen, although that's not what the real one was. In this case, it sent us to a website where we could see videos and links about the cabinets and countertops we would purchased. Unfortunately, the cabinets and countertops featured at the Pearl were not the same ones we had ordered, which caused us to make a slightly panicked phone call to Lowe's. With the highly trackable nature of online marketing, Pearls are an easy way to marry that ability to, you to your more traditionally difficult to track offline advertising. A good Pearl tracking system can tell you about visits, activity, and even conversions. Just make sure you don't end up panicking the customer with a minor electronic mistake.
3: Hi, this is Catherine. I had an opportunity to attend Stefan Spencer's presentation on blog optimization called Making Blogging and RSS Pay Off at Search Engine Strategies in Toronto. Based on his insightful presentation, I've compiled a top 10 list of tips for bloggers to get your blogs better ranked in the search engines. So, without further ado, here are the first five of the top ten blog optimization tips. Number one, name your blog. Use something keyword friendly, if at all possible. For example, Ten Golden Rules uses the keyword phrase, Internet Marketing Strategy, in our blog name. Number two, blog title tags. Your keywords should go in the title of the post. Number three, blog URLs make sure your blogging software produces urls with hyphens and not underscores number four anchor text use keywords in your anchor text when you link to past blog posts other bloggers like stefan spencer and back to your corporate site number five tag blog posts tag or label your blog posts with relevant keywords and use tag clouds to group the relevant blog posts together now next week a blog and podcast about tips six through ten.
4: This is Jeff. Over the weekend I had some family visiting me from out of town, so I went to TSA.gov to find out what was allowed in a carry-on luggage. While I was there I happened to cross a uh, their Mythbusters page. It looks like it's a new feature on their site. Um what I discovered was a video of a woman being hassled at the uh, security for an airport over a sippy cup. The woman look- appears to be a distraught and upset and the security guards are treating her fairly well then I did a little more research and went over to YouTube and found that the TSA that's the Transportation Security Administration had posted the video on YouTube for anyone to go out there and comment now I'm not going to say if TSA was right or wrong in treating this woman over the sippy cup I'm just saying that I'm you know impressed with the TSA trying to take a more proactive approach and use the Internet to get their word out of the kind of stuff they deal with on a daily basis
5: Hi, this is Susanna. Most of us are familiar with the term domain squatting. This was a strategy where people would buy the domain names of big companies with the hopes of getting rich one day by selling the domain name off to the big company. Some people made money and some people went to court for trademark infringement. This week I uncovered a new type of cyber squatting that we're calling blog squatting. People are signing up for a blog at the most popular blogging website, the Google owned blogger.com, and requesting a blog name containing trademark company names. I recently found a blogger account which had over 100 company name blogs registered, none of which are active. This person had the blog domain for a company who we legitimately represent. And since it was an inactive blog, Blogger was very helpful in releasing the name to me. But the user still owns over 100 blogs that are inactive. I wonder how Time Warner, AOL, Burger King, HBO, and Jay Leno feel about the same person owning their name, Should Blogger do something about this, let us know what you think.
0: Well, a big thank you to the team. They did a great job, and we got a little bit better with the audio. I promise next week we'll have the levels all all straightened out. This next section is called What's Hot, and each week we'll look at a website or a trend or a technique that's getting a lot of buzz in the industry. So without further ado, here's the hot intro. So the, the trend I wanted to talk about this week is uh, internet marketing trade shows. There's definitely a huge amount of buzz around trade shows. We spoke earlier about search engine strategies and ad tech. Both of these shows are great industry networking and educational shows. And, uh, and they have a busy trade show floor. They've got a full set of sessions and I can recommend both of the shows. They're also very, very hot. They're going all around the world. They have their cornerstone shows in New York City and San Francisco. Both of them were just in Miami. They've added Chicago, London, and many, many locations around the world. And in terms of attendance and, and locations, they're absolutely blowing up. The other search engine show we love is a show called Webmaster World. It started as the pubcon, or the pub conference. It actually started as a get-together in, in, a, in a pub. And it, it's expanded to include conferences and, and a trade show as well. Um, we talked about Affiliate Summit coming up in Miami, it's sold out for the second consecutive time, booths were gone months ago, and the trade show and conference passes are now selling on eBay. Speaking of eBay, the eBay live show just ran in Boston, and there were over 10,000 maniac eBayers there to see Seth Godin keynote and promote his new brand, Squidoo. The Mac show launched the iPhone, and that show has been incredibly well attended. Um, excuse me for one sec, we'll just get rid of that. And the um, another show we want to talk about is the Web 2.0 Summit. That's taking place October 17th in um, San Francisco, and it's hosted by Tim O'Reilly. Now Tim O'Reilly coined the term Web 2.0, and it, he's co-presenting this conference that'll have confirmed speakers including Steve Ballmer, the President of Microsoft, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook, Philippe Dauman, the President and Chief Executive Officer of Viacom.com. The American Marketing Association launched a national trade show in Orlando this fall. The Direct Marketing Association has long been a great educator, and they have a number of shows, including their national convention, DM Days in New York, and other topical and regional shows. And the DM does a great job of covering Internet marketing. So it seems like every week there's a cool new show with great speakers that I'd just love to be at. What shows are critical to you? Please let us know. Call in 206-888-6606. What are the trade shows you find invaluable? Let's share with everybody else and let them know what shows they just have to be at. This is the final portion of the show before we get to the no-co track. And it's called the 10 list. So last week we covered the first five golden rules of internet marketing. So quickly to review, golden rule number one is that there are no rules. You must test, test, and retest to succeed in internet marketing. Golden rule number two, the internet is not television. Internet marketing is like direct marketing. You can create an ongoing two-way relationship with your website visitors. Golden rule number three, create a UVP, a unique value proposition. Something free on your website that gets you permission to build that two-way relationship with your website visitors. Golden rule number four, if you build it, they won't just come. You can't just put up a website and expect to get a whole bunch of traffic. You must push, pull, and drag visitors to your website. And golden rule number five, subscription models survive. So this week, we'll take a look at golden rules six through ten. Golden rule number six, remember the four P's. Online marketing is still marketing. Product, place, price, and promotion play heavily in your online success. I believe you must treat your website like a product, constantly planning the development of better features and more benefits, marketing those new products to your consumers. One of the things um, I've done in the past is assign a product group in the marketing group who's actually you know charged with developing the new elements on the website and building out the new functionality like a traditional product management group you would find at Procter & Gamble. Place the second P is all about location 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 in the offline world. In the online world search engine marketing and advertising links and partnerships will all bring traffic to your website. P number three is price. Price online should normally be less than your offline price. We love the free plus paid model where you get a free free trial and then you pay starting after 10 days. And finally, promotion, the final P, works very well online. Contests to get opt-ins, special offers and coupons have created a whole new category of online sites. Golden rule number seven, trust is golden. Online, we must honor the trust relationship with our consumers. Bad policies can spread like wildfire. We've got to honor the trust of emails and not sell our customers' names. We must honor their trust and not send them too much email. You've got to find that right balance between sending something high value and something uh, interesting so they'll continue to open your email. And the final suggestion in this category is add the term shop with confidence to your website in the purchase area. The term shop with confidence can increase your conversions up to 30% if that shop with confidence links to your privacy policies. Golden rule number eight is use the right tactics. Natural search engine marketing is a great way to generate free leads from people looking for your products and services. We'll spend a lot of time on natural search engine optimization and how you should design your website to get the free traffic from Google in future shows. Paid search, the ads on the right hand side of search, and email blasts are a good way to generate leads and clicks to your website. Co-registration is a newer form of online marketing basically that's buying a permission-based subscriber for your newsletter or for your offers all of these programs uh, include including follow-on email campaigns are a great way to activate your leads that is once you get a lead you should be sending up to ten follow-on emails to turn a prospect into a customer now each tactic is different and there's different approaches but the important thing is they're all measurable and everything we do Online, every tactic teaches us what we should be doing more as we evaluate success. Golden rule number nine the best never rest. Great online marketers are constantly testing, testing, and retesting. Anthony Robbins uses a term in his presentations called Kanai constant and never ending improvement. The Japanese call it Kaizen. Essentially the practice is you want to constantly be testing and improving your website and testing and improving your internet marketing programs. Test different offers, test different strategies, test different website designs, or you're probably falling behind your competitors. And Golden rule number 10 is lead the trends. This rule came about in my mind in the time of the pop-up. Remember the internet advertising pop-up? Those interesting little videos that used to pop up over your screen? At first we thought they were really cool. You know, hey, I'm, I'm looking for a travel site and a little travel game popped up over my website. And we used to interact with those pop-ups. In fact, they used to get 30 to 40 percent click-through rates. Now we know banner click through rates today are around 1%. So 30 to 40% click through rates were very, very successful for the internet marketing community. But as consumers, we quickly realized these pop ups were very intrusive. Within a short matter of time, we were asking our ISPs and our virus companies to eliminate the pop ups. And something that was very interesting to us that we'd click on 30 to 40% within 6 to 12 months was becoming very annoying. And the advertisers who use pop-ups were actually getting a negative impact. Now, the, the the interesting part as a marketer is if you didn't figure out the pop-ups very early on, in the first couple months when they started being sold, and you didn't take advantage of that thirty to forty percent click-through rate, do some testing and 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 hone your 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 product marketing skills. You missed the pop-up because if you didn't try it out in those first few months, after six, seven, eight months. They stopped working and they became annoying. So golden rule number 10 is lead the trends. You have to figure out what are the hottest trends today because when you figure out a little tactic or a little something to differentiate you from your competitors, it may stop working within three to four months. So you've got to figure this stuff stuff out very, very quickly. So some of the leading trends uh, include search engine marketing, of course. We've talked a lot about that. We'll spend more time on that in the future. Conversion is really hot right now. Conversion is the strategy or approach of testing different landing pages and different offers on your website to convert a website visitor into a lead or a sale. So, there's a lot of talk these days about conversion strategies. Something else that's really hot is social networking. Last week we talked about Facebook and we talked about other sites like LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitter is internet messaging on steroids, and MySpace. And all of these tools are developing more and more applications. Those are different ways to interact with the application so that it's easier to use it for networking or for business applications. Now, we'll go more in-depth into the leading trends in a future show. But for now, that's a little snapshot at Golden Rule number 10, Lead the Trends. So the the final five golden rules of internet marketing. Golden rule number six, remember the four P's. Golden rule number seven, trust is golden. Make sure you nurture that trust relationship with your customers and your prospects. Golden rule number eight, use the right tactic. Paid search and email blasts are a great way to get traffic to your website. Search engine optimization is the best way to get that free traffic. Golden rule number nine, the best never rest. Test, test, test. And golden rule number 10, stay on top of the leading edge trends. Well, thank you very much for listening to episode number two. Please take a moment to call in at 206-888-6606 or email us at podcast at 10goldenrules.com. Tell us what you like about the podcast. Share some questions about internet marketing. What are some of the leading trends you've identified? Is there a hot trend you'd like us to cover next week in the What's Hot section? So once again, that calling number 206-888-6606 or email podcast at 10goldenrules.com. Now to close the show, here's the band NoCo from the Podsafe Music Network. They're an alternative rock trio from Silver Spring, Maryland, they started playing together in 2000 while attending the University of Maryland. Um, I was on their website at nocorock, com. They're doing an acoustic show July 20th in Silver Spring. They're um, opening on July 21st for the band Nine Days in Herndon, Virginia at Ned Devines. These guys are great. So um, if you're in the area, please check it out. And here we go with NoCo.
2: Down, and now there is rain. You lied to me, a stabbing pain. Twisting hard in the back or in the front, it's all the same. A cut that goes deep down, that's like you see. More excuses more complaints on top of me. Can there be a time for calm?